That's right. We continue our look into back to school for 2022. Last night, we started with some tips on how parents and students can try to beat the rising cost of, well, just about everything when it comes to getting back to school stuff. You can find that interview with parenting specialist Allison Schaefer on the A Little More Conversation podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That's true for all the interviews we do on this show. If you need to catch up, go there. They're all segmented individually. You can pick and choose which ones you like, or we have a synopsis of all of them each night, a sort of best of that you can listen to as well. Tonight, we're going to look at a different topic, and that is a teacher shortage. A lot of this is coming out of the U.S. Obviously, as you know, in this country, we pay a lot of attention to what's going on uh, in the United States. Reports coming out of there these days are staggering with estimates that the country is about 300,000 people short, teachers and staff apparently, according to the National Education Association. And a shortage of teachers is also here, we think, uh, as well as certified substitutes to fill in for them. And it emerged as a major disruption to the Canadian classrooms in the early waves of the pandemic. But is it still a problem? for many school districts heading into this new school year? If so, what impact can it have? And uh, is it being felt the same way everywhere? You know, there's no one cause, obviously, if there's a teacher shortage, uh, but there are perhaps some universally applicable solutions. So joining me now with more on this is Allison Jewell. She's chair of the Association of the BC Deans of Education and an executive for the Association of Canadian Deans of Education. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. So we've obviously been seeing a lot of the stories coming out of the U.S. where it seems to be a huge issue going into this return uh, to class in September. We haven't seen as much about it here, but I gather it's still an issue because it has been uh, over the past little while. Yes. Well, the thing that makes Canada unique when it comes to school is that each province governs its own education system and governance. So there's not a national association as there would be in the U.S., so their numbers are coming from a national look, as where our numbers would usually just emerge from within the province. There's a ministry of education in each province that would oversee K-12 schooling. So that's one big difference with the U.S. Um, And then the two major issues are recruitment and retention of teachers wherever you are. There is a teacher shortage across Canada, as you say, and how different provinces respond are often unique, but there are those two major issues no matter where you are in Canada, and that is the recruitment and retention of teachers. And the recruitment it includes those who attend our teacher education programs and become certified teachers in due course. But we also need teachers in rural and remote and Indigenous communities throughout the country. And those teachers are more difficult to recruit. They live in more rural and remote locations to get to one of the nine teacher education programs in B.C., for example. They would need to travel to a major centre and commit to that time of study for you know a, a year or two depending on on which teacher education program uh, they would p- be part of and then the recruitment for international teachers as well has a certain process um, of certification and the nine standards of education would be in would be a focus for all the teacher ed programs and then all of the various international students that do come to Canada to teach in our schools So that's one aspect. And um, the other is retaining teachers. And this might be a bit more surprising to some. They become teachers, they've worked hard to do so, and then they don't necessarily stay in the profession. 
um, it might it might be higher rates than than we might expect, but there are some reasons I think that might explain it. One is at the moment, COVID really um, did a number <laughs> on teachers. Of course, uh, it was incredibly complicated to. Um, Put schools online or uh, follow all protocols while students were in the school and how do you keep up with the, the lessons and the curriculum and many teachers are at home with their own children <laughs> dealing with the same things so that was a that's a current factor and we're, we're barely coming out of that but even so um, teaching is not the same job as it was 10 20 years ago uh, teaching is much more complicated. Um, we have more student-focused methods, um, which we think are fantastic, but they do take more time and energy. Um, and you don't go into teaching if you want to make a lot of money. So that's an issue uh, that yeah. I think in some cases. Is it, uh, I mean, understandably, and you've mentioned this already, the impact of this is felt differently. We know that in rural communities, in remote communities, in Indigenous communities, that this is a longstanding issue. Uh, but what is the impact? And you, and you mentioned, of course, that we don't really understand how it impacts each province unless we look into each province's unique situation. Uh, for instance, in BC, there was a, a court decision, obviously, that meant hiring a lot more teachers. All of a sudden, I know that's been problematic here in British Columbia. Um, mm-hmm. But but what are some of the common, and you mentioned sort of retention and, and, and hiring, um, recruitment and retention. But what have been some of the impacts right across the board? Are, are we seeing it manifest itself in schools now in a way that we didn't see 20 years ago? Well, yes. Um, that would have to do in large part to the teacher education programs themselves and the limits uh, put on those programs regarding how many students can enroll. And that is a funding issue. Um, each government would, in each province would need to respond to that. But, oh, for example, um, in BC, where, where I'm located, um, for the past, well, five, six, seven years, um, all the teacher education programs put together are putting out 1,600 or so teachers per year into the system. And that's remained the same um, throughout. There hasn't been an increase in the number of seats within teacher education programs. So there's that. Um, and yeah, the, the funding would be an issue right there. I also think that there's, you know, maybe just a complicated connection with education in general. You know, we Canada is considered a schooled society. Most of us go through the K-12 system. Um, most of us are in the public system uh, doing that in our own childhoods, and our children go to public schools as well and they're relatively consistent throughout the country there are uh, regional differences but in general it is difficult to recruit and retain teachers and in some cases you can use the, the substitute teachers or the teachers on call to um, fulfill the need for a teacher in any given school uh, we certainly are finding across the country that those substitute teacher lists are shrinking and shrinking and so even when everyone all the teachers have been put in place for a september start and all looks you know tickety-boo um if a, if a teacher needs to go on leave or is sick for any length of time um they need to have a substitute teacher <laughs> there aren't any substitute teachers left because they've all been hired into full-time positions um then that becomes you know, pretty urgent crisis the day of in some schools with the principals coming in perhaps and, and leaving the class. So 
it is a it is a crisis, and uh, you know I think we all have to reckon with that. That teachers work really hard. It's a really difficult job, and you know, being with children nine to four in some cases, it can be a very long day with um, little you know money in many cases. There, the, the, that changes from um, province to province. I know in BC it's particularly low, uh, which is difficult with a high. Um, you know, living expenses are incredibly yeah, high, particularly in the urban centers. So, you know, the urban centers, the people are there, um, but then the expenses are there as well. And to attract teachers to BC when they look at the cost of living and the wage, that sometimes is enough to put them off. They make money somewhere else. Um, but there are steps I know that the provinces are making regarding international teachers, the need for international teachers to come and fill some of these spots. Um, And BC in particular is working on something quite, quite unique in this regard. And that is putting um, an introduction to the BC school system and the teacher standards for all international teachers to take this course, to orientate them to the schools and then get them in to the schools um, without compromising on the quality we, we demand of our teachers, um, but giving them these extra courses to support them um, when they do come so that they are prepared for the system that they're entering. In some cases, the international teachers come with a lot of uh, you know, similar qualifications and they know the system well enough to fit right in, but not in every case. And the provinces are unique enough. So if an international teacher has come to Saskatchewan, for example, um, and then they move to the Vancouver area, it's a different curriculum and um, there are different um, expectations of teachers in different provinces. So that's a factor that's yeah, unique. It is. I mean, it, it makes it sound like obviously it's it's just uh, tough to find people. I mean, and obviously you know, someone with an education degree, especially these days, they have options, right? There are other yeah. other jobs out there if, if they if if need be if they feel like either it's uh, too much work or it's been too difficult or they aren't making the sort of impact they would like to make which I guess is part yeah. of it as well. I'm speaking with Allison Jewell. She's chair of the Association of the BC Deans of Education and an executive for the Association of Canadian Deans of Education. We're talking on our back to school specials this week, uh, every night at 9 p.m. Pacific, we're going to t- tackle a back to school issue this year. Tonight, we're looking at teachers and a shortage of teachers. It's something that we don't know the exact numbers of across the country, uh, but we know there are too few of them. When we come back, some solutions, because Allison, I know you have some ideas about how to make this better. Some of it involves things that teachers have been doing a lot of of late, and that's using remote technology to educate. We'll be back with that. And we're learning tonight from Allison Jewell, who's the chair of the Association of the BC Deans of Education and an executive for the Association of Canadian Deans of Education. We're talking teachers, the lack of them or the relative lack of them uh, in this mm-hmm. country. Um, Allison, I was reading that you had some good ideas. I mean, one that made very perfect sense, and you were mentioning this earlier, the, the sort of how prohibitive it can be for some to try to have to come to one of the city, the centers, the urban centers to learn to, you know, to do teacher's ed. And, you know, the last few years we've seen, there have been complications, but we've seen that, that, you know, a combination of in-person and remote learning can work. And this would, might be a really good way of encouraging more people uh, to become teachers if they were allowed to stay in their neighborhoods or their homes, their hometowns to do some of that learning. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, Ben, because, 
um, we also need more teachers in those areas. So the, the better chance of getting them there is if they're already there. So if, if there was a, a way, and I think some universities are trying some pilot projects about with this kind of model, you could do some of the teacher education courses um, online. It's the practicum, student teaching experiences that are so central to the teacher education programs and getting a B.Ed., the Bachelor of Education degree, which is what you need to be a certified teacher in Canada. Um, so that some of those courses could be done online or hybrid model. Um, there are lots of ways that universities and professors are, are playing with different modalities of delivering their courses. So there might be some online and then some uh, asynchronous um, assignments or readings that are done the student does that independently and then returns to a, like a Zoom call or something similar. Um, there are other ways to do it. Um, one would be a, remote, a, a professor from a teacher education program goes <laughs> to, to a community that um, you know doesn't have a teacher education program within within the, the vicinity and offer those courses um, there. That would take a big commitment from a university. Um, but there are universities in northern cities as well, and so that that's another option. The practicum time, the student teaching hours needed uh, to qualify, that is a, that's tricky because all across the country, the student teaching experience is overseen um, by a certified teacher within the classroom, and there's a teacher shortage and it's difficult to get teachers in certain areas, uh, rural and remote and indigenous communities <laughs> trying to set up the student teaching experiences for 12 weeks is, is usually the, the amount across the country that can take some real um, commitment on the part of people involved to get to the remote and um, rural schools. So to supervise and oversee the, the student teaching experience. So, Setting up those ideas, I think, are really important going forward. Um, the Canadian North needs more, um, more of our attention and more teachers as well. And our best, the best opportunity is to use the people who are already living there um, yeah. instead of them having to come down to the major cities and centres that maybe we, as teacher education programmes, we go there um, and try and work through different, different even... Um, you know, usually the teacher education programs just go straight through without breaks. But maybe we need more breaks for, for a different kind of um, situation as well. Yeah, make it more student-friendly and more flexible, at least, to the students themselves, yeah. since we're trying to encourage people both to, to enroll and then yeah. to stay, which, uh, which you're, you're absolutely right. You've talked, too, about just expanding the number of seats in teacher education, period. You mentioned that BC, of course, hasn't increased the number of, of seats uh, for teacher education, despite the fact that there is a higher demand for teachers now. Right. Yeah. So that, that funding comes from not the Ministry of Education and Child Care, but the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skill and Trades. That ministry oversees universities. And so sometimes the university governance doesn't match quite with um, teacher qualification requirements as well. That, that can mess up university calendars um, and other kind of like, how do you organize some of that? Um, but it's the, the thing that I find so compelling, and this is from talking with the deans across the country in BC, but also at the national organization too, 
um, I think sometimes there's a feeling that the teachers, they get a hard time out there. You know, parents complain or, um, you know, the students are coming from different kinds of homes where authority or, you know, is works differently. And so there's a, there can be a low morale in certain schools or school districts or areas. Just even from that, I think, can be a way that um, we want to keep teachers there. How can we make that so? How can we make the school environment for teachers a supportive one um, where they enjoy being at work? Most people who want to be teachers want to work with children and young people, and they care about doing a really good job, and um, that motivates them. Teacher, The best teachers, and we would all have had them in our own um, kindergarten degree 12 experiences, the best teachers care. They really care. They take the time to get to know the students and to walk alongside them um, through the ups and downs of, of any given a school year. So, yes, I think getting to um, be more creative with where we offer the programs and then understand the complexity of the job, you know, can, Canadian go. General, Allison, we're, I'm running out of time. I appreciate your insight on this tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you.